Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, so this is now episode 20 of Sex with My Grandma. This is 20. This is a big one. Are you thrilled? Very thrilled. I can't believe it's 20. I I actually am going to do a little intro, a little recap, because someone asked me, someone didn't understand the concept. They jumped into our podcast and didn't understand that you were my grandma. For anyone who doesn't know, Bubba or Ruth Simons is my grandmother. <laughs> Amazing. In case you missed that. Um, sexologist, psychotherapist, amazing Psych- woman, amazing. Yeah, psychologist, and she's general hype girl for old live over here. And uh, who am I? <laughs> Wait and find out. <laughs> Your Olivia Simons extraordinaire has a a four year degree in psychology, which she's never used because she's such an extrovert that she knows that she's much better at communicating and being out there, being Mrs. S- Miss Saleswoman of <laughs> the last two years, where she's won awards for her her selling. This is true. And I, so, yes. yeah, I work in media and advertising. Yes. Before, but I think you could follow me around all day and just hype me up. I feel like I'd be cool with okay. that. Okay. All right, darling. Are you available? Or? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll <laughs> give up my practice and walk around after you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd appreciate it. Much appreciated. Yeah. So what we thought we'd talk about tonight is isolation. It's something that everyone's been going through over the last couple of yeah. years, no matter where in the world you are. And it's something that I actually have a bit of anxiety about. Like I am a 10 out of 10 on the extrovert scale proven because I literally just did a psycho- psychological test. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the impacts that it's had on us and on everyone it's like it's just too hot too much to ignore. Like I would really love to know from a psychological perspective, what it's done to us and what it's doing to us. Um, what do you think about the way that we've been isolated over the last, what is it, 18 months? Yeah. Well, my, the, f- the first word that comes to mind to me is hideous. It, it is hideous because before uh, COVID and isolation, I, I have spent 40 years in practice talking about the importance and the significance of people recognising each other and couples, because I do a lot of couples work for those that don't know it, and that one of the most significant things in my couples work is the importance of touch, the importance of recognition, the importance of talking to each other and communication. So the isolation that the whole world has been subjected to is – I don't think governments who are, who basically are looking at 
the fallout of how the actual pandemic is affecting people physically, uh, the I guess if there's anything good to come out of it is that there is such a huge recognition now for the impact of mental illness. Now, a lot of people have never really understood mental illness. And it's definitely becoming a conversation that's coming up more and more. But I also mm. just want to say before anyone goes on a, like a rampage and thinks that we're bashing the government, mm. we understand that isolation has been necessary in order to, you know, protect our yeah. country and protect us against the pandemic. We're not saying that it's not. We're just saying that it's taking a toll. And it has taken. <laughs> I'm not. I'm yeah, not before anyone goes on a no, <laughs> before anyone that, thinks of an anti-vaxxer. No, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. In fact, I'm getting my second vaccination on Sunday morning. Oh, yes. double dose. Double dose on Welcome Sunday. to the clerk. Uh, no, I, I think the government's done the best it can with what it's got. But the, in reality, um, if, I not, if only people really understood the impact that it has going to have on society. And if I, if I talk about the positives, positives being in a, in a really sort of backhanded way is that people who have always almost thought of people with mental illness as a stigma and that people like mm. that when you, when you tell someone that I'm suffering with anxiety and depression and that their answer is get over it, you know, pull yourself together, are experiencing anxiety and depression for the first time in their lives. And so they're, they're But also I think that if you, if you said to someone that you were suffering from anxiety or depression, they told you to get over it, that's just not going to fly these days. No. Like even workplaces are putting in mental health days as part yeah. of their, you know, sick leave plans mm. and things like that. It's becoming far more normal mm. to talk about mental health and take days. Like, you know, like what they say, you exercise Stress your days. body, you exercise your mm. mind, you've got to rest it just the same. Yes. And the thing is that, you know, many, many years ago before when – People were allowed to do research on using live animals, which they don't today, thank goodness. But one of mm-hmm. the most famous pieces of research was um, they got a, a baby monkey and they took it away from its mother monkey. And no, yeah, I can't have no. That. Well, it makes me so. I know, sad. but let me tell you the story. So the. They put sorry, don't, <laughs> sorry for don't interrupt my research. So <laughs> they they took the baby monkey away from its mummy, mother monkey, and they put it in the hands of a mechanical monkey, which fed it every three hours. Within three days, the baby monkey died. It's a very very famous piece of research, and it was just prove the the, the importance of touch, the importance of. The social connection. interaction, the connection. And so this is where people need to understand that if they're feeling really bad through isolation, they're not alone. The whole world is feeling it and it's starting, oh, starting to impact yeah. everybody. And, and I think I even said this to you the other day, when, when prisoners were naughty and still are today, guess what? They're put into isolation as punishment. And so yeah. if, if, if isolation is punishment for prisoners, there are plenty of people like you're lucky you've got so many people in your world that ring you every day. You've got a mom and a dad and your sisters and your grandma and a booba. booba and people that you talk to and people at work, but there are thousands and thousands of people out there who have no one and they live in their yeah. rooms all by themselves. And yeah, and, and 
That and that's really really hard. And look, don't get me wrong. Like, mm. I do have a lot of support around me. I am very lucky, but I go crazy sitting in my house all day, okay. and I spend a lot of time. Like I work from home, so I'm on the phone all day. I'm on Zoom calls. I'm constantly chatting to my team or to clients or whoever, but it's not the same. And I definitely can recognize that there are huge kickbacks to isolation. Like Mm. we are doing better for the environment. We're all getting a lot more time with our loved ones if we're at home with family. You know, mothers and fathers or whoever are able to spend more time with their kids. God forbid Lester, my dog, sees me walk out the door, has a bloody panic attack. I'm around so often Mm. now. Mm. There are so many amazing things like the work-life balance and being able to like, you know, be in your creature comforts and work in a more comfortable setting. And I feel like people are being far more productive as well. But there are, yeah, like you said, there are so many downsides. And if you don't have that support and you don't have that connection coming in regularly, mm-hmm. you'd go bloody mad. And the interesting thing is that people, we're all survivors, so people have instinctively gone out and bought dogs. There are more dogs that have oh, been yeah. sold through this pandemic. And rescued. And rest, bought and rescued dogs um, because, again, they've, they've bought it for their children to have someone, something to touch, to play with that's alive and mm. And, and that's joyful and warm and loving. And I very nearly bought one myself, but I got a <laughs> I got a stuffed teddy bear instead. <laughs> oh my god. What about COVID babies? What do you mean? How like, people that I have fallen like pregnant during COVID? I swear most of my friends are suddenly pregnant. Yeah, no, there has been a lot of babies that have been conceived during COVID. Unfortunately mm. in my business. I'm sad to say that I've probably seen and heard more people break up in my room in the last 12 months than I have in the last 10 years in my practice. I I actually wanted to ask you about that yeah, because I feel like I've heard similar things just around the traps that people are living in their partner's pockets. They're sick and tired of them. I would like, I don't know, but like, what are the main reasons that you think that you've seen so many relationship breakdowns over the last 12 months? Well, I think that people had poor relationships for starters. And I, and I think. Controversial. And I think that what, but isolation has done is highlighted how much they don't like each other, and that it's brought out, it's brought out the worst in each other rather than bring them together. Uh, and and people who I've and, and you know I have a reputation that of saving marriages because I I really believe that there's not many people out there doing it. And I think it's my my job on earth is to save as many not and she's and to save, very good and at save it. relationships. And, yeah. and all gender relationships as well. So yeah. it, it's not yeah. about marriages. It's about it's Connection. about connections between who and, and love. And yet, I've seen more people break up, and it, it's blown me away because I I I'm someone that enjoys success. And I thought you were going to say yeah. someone who enjoys sex. No, no, that as well, but I forgot. So long I've forgotten about it, Liv. <laughs> oh. I, I don't think I'm a virgin again, but I, I think. 
Um, I, 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 I do. Go and get yourself a queen. I do enjoy. Yeah, I, I actually looked it up after we had the other day. <laughs> oh, anyone who hasn't listened, that was on our last episode. It's a pretty, pretty gorgeous sex toy. Yeah, I know. Um, frightening, actually. <laughs> and she, I looked at it and I thought, oh my god, these poor men are going to become redundant. Really, they will. No, it's just a little standing. Okay. So (laughs) back to – So you enjoy success. I do do enjoy success in saving relationships. But honestly, when I hear how how vitriolic and horrible that people are to each other, and I go, oh, my God, is is this what your children are hearing in the household? And they go, yes. And I go, how horrible for your kids. It really is. Unless I can help you guys start being nice to each other again, I said you're better off separating for the moment because what your children are growing up with is pretty awful. Yeah. And what about for people? So, yeah, obviously there's been a lot of relationship breakdowns. Mm. We see that and we Mm. get it. What about for people that have found love in isolation and jumped into relationships super quickly? Because I feel like, and I know of, a lot of people finding someone that they really connect with and jumping, you know, head first into a relationship very, very quickly. Uh, I, I actually think that jumping into love very quickly is part of the norm today, and I don't think you have to be in isolation mm. to do it because there's a very, there's a lot of very lonely people out there who are looking for partners, and I think that's what the dating sites are all about and I don't think you have to be in isolation to say that I've fallen in love I think everybody's out there looking to meet someone to be in love with because again I'll go back to the point we are social creatures we are meant to have partners in our lives we are meant to have people touch us and I, I don't know whether I've mentioned this on podcasts before god we've we've spoken so much about everything but I, I, when I, I talk about strokes as in recognition and the sort of strokes yep. that you got, get as a child is what you look for as an adult. So if you grew up in a household, Liv, where you were very loved, I think I mentioned it before, I don't think your feet touched the ground for the first three years of your life because you were passed from hand to hand. You were the first grandchild. We all loved mm. you to bits. You were showered with lots of love and touching and Setting me up for success there. (laughs) Now, say you partnered with someone who had the opposite to you Mm. and you gave this partner all this love and all the touching and all the affection but you didn't get it back. Mm. And what would happen to you after a while is you would become stroke deprived unless you picked up the phone and spoke to your grandmother or your mum and dad and we would (laughs) top you up every day and tell you how wonderful you are. But if we're not around forever... And so if if you do partner with someone who doesn't give you what you are used to getting, you actually become stroke-deprived and you become depressed with it. So, again, yeah. it, the the importance of, of physical touch, and quite often you'll hear people say, God, I'm craving for a massage. Oh, my God. I am, yes. You know me. I am yes. such a hugger. Yeah. I have to be touched. Yes. I must be t- – actually, this is actually – I, I want to ask you about this because yeah. I want to know if you think that there's – with this isolation and the current situation, are do you think people are differentiating between like boredom and general 
genuine interest mm-hmm. in someone mm-hmm. and just defaulting and slipping, slipping into a relationship or slipping into a situationship just because they're craving that physical touch because I can personally speak to this. Yeah, well, possibly. So, possibly because yeah. people, as I said to you before, I think um, massages have been t- – I don't think you that's been taken off the table. You're not allowed to massage people during COVID. And so no. the people who are craving touch, and I'm not talking about massages with happy endings, I'm talking about a genuine massage, that people who crave yeah. that touch, if they can't get it and they haven't been able to get it because of lockdown, people, mm. yes, they might be craving to have somebody just come into their lives just to touch them so that they can feel the human touch. Yeah. And that's why I literally yes, saying yeah. I was literally saying this the other day because I like I said I have to be touched and I haven't really been like seeing anyone or dating anyone through this whole lockdown yeah. except like I kind of tried to default back to yeah. someone mm. but that didn't work but I've ended up defaulting yeah. <laughs> defaulting back to someone I was dating earlier this year and we've been really really good friends for a really long time we ended things because like look we couldn't just give it we couldn't give each other what we needed we're just two mm-hmm. different people but it's we've kind of slipped back into this repetition of seeing each other once a week just to like have that physical affection and touch and don't get me wrong I love him I think we have a great time together I'm not interested in him mm-hmm. at all as a partner, but we'll kind of like engage with him sexually because like my body needs it. It sounds so mm-hmm. fucked up, but the thing is, I think it's exactly what we need mm-hmm. at the moment. And like my friends are like, do you think he's interested in you again? I'm like, I really don't think he does. I think we just got like an understanding mm-hmm. that we're like good friends. We get along. We've done all that before. Like we're just going down mm-hmm. that to satisfy each other for the well, minute. Friends, friends is with that- benefits. What- isn't, that, isn't that what you call it? Uh, it, it literally must be the definition yes. of it. Like I've never really defined anyone as a friend yeah. with benefits because I, for some reason, don't think yeah. it works. I've now come that to a point does. in my life where I can separate yeah. that. Yeah, where I yeah. don't, I don't care. Like if he went and fucked someone else, I wouldn't give. I wouldn't even yeah. blink. I would be like, enjoy, enjoy yeah. yourself. But it's so strange the feeling because there's days where I'm like, I could take it or leave it with him. But like, I used to want to like rip his clothes off, and now I'm just like. I think you're a great Mm -hmm. guy. Like, yeah, no, I don't know. But we have a great time together at the minute. So you're all for it. What do you think about friends? I think it's great. I think when you've got Mm -hmm. two consenting adults, there is nothing wrong with any of these things that you're talking about. And you're right. You are topping each other up with the physical touch. We actually call it stimulus hunger. There's a psychological name for it. Mm. And everybody – that stimulus hunger is the craving to be touched for our bodies to be held. And some people yeah. uh, shy away from it because they never had it in the first place, so they're not used to it, but they still need it. Yeah. They still need it and they yeah. still need some sort of recognition. And, and even if yeah. they don't get the physical recognition, some people just need verbal recognition for what they do. So that's mm. recognition itself. Kids who grow up in households where they don't get any recognition soon learn that being naughty and getting a punishment, a punishment which is a negative stroke, is better than no stroke at all. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that's why a lot of kids are yeah. very naughty because they are actually craving some sort of recognition. Attention anything. or anything. Yeah. yeah. So I, I do actually want to talk about kids, but before we move on to kids, I want to talk yeah. about the other side of the spectrum. So – People that like so people that have like fallen into a relationships or are dating someone during lockdown, there's like two 
versions. There's the person who jumps from like fling to fling and has been like seeing multiple people throughout the lockdown period or isolation Mm -hmm. period. And then there's the other person who has, you know, entered into a relationship, isn't really interested in the other person, but is going with it because they're not really sure what it's going to be like in real life. What are your thoughts on those? Well, they won't know until isolation stops and then they enter the real world. And you know my theory. I I tell most couples that they should never move in with each other before they've known each other for 18 months. You need to get past the limerence phase of any relationship before you commit to moving in with each other. Because, what? Because yeah. you know, what the limerence phase is all hormones. When that, but it's kind of not possible right now because you have to cut, you have to jump into it. You've yes. got to be at their house 24 7. There is no yeah. other choice. So, like, but when that wears off, you actually find out yeah. who the person really is and you find out if you're on the mm. same page, if you share the same values, if you can imagine spending the next 10 years with each other. And so I think it's a wait and see story. And, and if it's, yeah. a, if it does a service for the moment for both of you, um, then go for it. Yeah. But you'll soon find out. I mean, it's yeah. so funny. I've said to this other person, I said, do you think you can see yourself with this, per- this other partner like long term? And this is like a, been a, lockdown relationship and they've said no and I'm like why bother they're like well why not yeah Yeah. exactly I think think exactly as long as it's not negative attention that this person Mm. is giving them as long as there's something nice coming out of it that you are getting a hug that you are having some sex that you are being nice to each other then then you're keeping each other topped up it's it's much and that's all we need everybody just needs to do what you can to cope exactly yeah. Yeah. Do you have any other like tips to help with um, isolation and like how to keep your mental health in check? Well, I, I do believe in getting out if you can, if you're capable of getting out in the fresh air and ta- going for walks. Um, the yeah. um, uh, you're allowed to meet people in the park and have a little picnic. I think the more you yeah. can interact with people, and you know what I've noticed between Sydney and um, the Gold Coast is that because I'm. I was a runner up till a year or so ago. Um, yeah. By the way, anyone who doesn't know, Bobby used to run marathons. She's still like, until just recently, has been running marathons like a psycho. Anyway, I, what I do notice the difference is is that on the Gold Coast, everybody says hello to each other. We look into each other's faces and say hello. In Sydney, everybody looks down and doesn't ignores each other. Oh no! There's one guy in the park every morning who says good good morning to me, and it makes my well, day. I see him every day and he makes me maybe so Maybe if happy. I looked like you, maybe with more people, more people <laughs> might say hello to me, Olivia. <laughs> I mean, I literally just, you literally, I literally just put a story up on my Instagram. You look so much cuter than me. She turns up like dolled up from the office every week for our recording and I'm like slob, oily hair, no makeup, glasses on, probably a stain on my shirt, looking like a total like not animal true. that's just crawled that's out of a not hole. True. <laughs> no, but but the reality is is that I think people have become a bit paranoid. They're scared to look each other in the face and smile and say hello. But you've got no idea how lovely it is because I went for mm-hmm. I actually went for an 18k walk with a friend of mine last weekend. Um and we nearly every person that passed us smiled and said hello and said how's your day. And and I, yeah. I was actually saying to my friend, how lovely is that, that people are they're mm. craving to be nice to each other? 
That's a really yes. nice, like a nice yes. point. So like eyes up, head out of your phone, smile at someone, say hello, make yes. their day. It's and the it, smallest is, it thing. does make your day when people, uh, yeah. everyone's hung, hungry to talk nice. to each other. Because we, we were walking on the beach and, and I just said hello to her an old guy who was chasing a ball or something. And before I know it. <laughs> an old guy chasing a yeah, ball. Yeah, anyway, with his grandchild, I think. Anyway, we, before I knew it, I knew his whole life story. <laughs> Look at you trying to yeah, pick up guys on the I beach, Booba. I see what's I going know. on Can, here. I'll tell you his entire life story. I mean, I got it in about 10 minutes. <laughs> but oh, but it was sweet. lovely, I have to tell you. It's nice. Yeah. And I think, I think people are craving to get out there and talk to, to each other. Social yeah. connection. Yeah. Yeah. So I did have someone ask me about yeah. children. So obviously children have been isolated like yeah. we have. And these are really key, you know, years of their development and learning how to socialize and be and form mm. relationships. What kind of impact do you think that isolation has had on children, their ability to form a connection? Well, there's two sides to this story, Olivia. Uh, I think kids have been isolated for too long sitting, looking into their iPads and playing uh, the games that they do on their internet. Um, and mm. I think – I think I love how you say it's like their, their internet as if it's like you don't well, use it. Well, the thing is that I, I think kids have stopped playing outside in the streets with each other for a long time, long before the pandemic. Yeah, but I don't – yeah, I think that's also got like a safety well. Thing as well, but again – um, I, I do think that I think children are very, very scared. I think they they live in fear. Um, my son, who works with me as a psychologist, did a placement at a mm. school and the, all the year 12 kids that he saw, he, it mm. was devastating how many of them feel hopeless and helpless and feel they have nothing to look forward to, and the suicidal rate and ideation was horrific. To, to for the children, for sixteen, wow. seventeen-year-olds, so much so that he's offered to go back to the school on a weekly basis just to talk to these kids because they have no one to talk to. And yeah, you know, I'll tell you what else has happened in isolation that I haven't mentioned is that people are drinking more alcohol. They're taking more drugs and that, that children are coming home and being verbally, physically and sexually abused more than they ever have in their life by, by their, their parents, parents and by the people and their step parents oh and the people that they live with. So the, what my son experienced working in this school really like shattered him and yeah. that okay. it, it really is awful actually. Yeah. Mm. It is. Okay, so that that's obviously absolutely heartbreaking. Mm. But what about for parents who aren't physically abusing their children? Verbally or sexually abusing their children and just want to help their children be able to like develop and form social connections? Do you have yeah. any tips? Just take it on- for the little ones, take them to the park and let them play on all the toys and, and <clears throat> pardon me. You know, all the lovely things that they have in parks that all the kids interact with and play with and, and you know, children are very resilient. They're much more resilient than adults. And the yeah. minute you put kids together, they'll play together. And haven't you yeah. ever seen kids get together in, on a playground where they, you know, get jump on the slides and the swings and they, before you know it, yeah. they're all playing with each other? So I don't think parents have too mm. much to worry about that. 
I think bounce kids back. are very, very resilient. They will bounce back. I think that the biggest thing yeah. that I think that parents need to do their children is to give them lots of love and 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 certainly show them um, that there's laughter in the house. Turn off the television so they don't hear all the fear that that TV is producing with um, the stories that you're hearing on radio and television. Try and keep that away from your kids if you can, and so that they're not growing up in a land, you know, in a country where there's nothing but fear being thrown at them left, right, yeah. and centre. Yeah. So find joy, keep them yes. stimulated, and interact Absolutely. with them, and get them to interact with anyone like outside of the house as 100%. much as you can. Mm. All right, I have a bit of a personal question okay. for you now, and this is something that I am actually really interested in knowing about. So obviously we're coming out of lockdown in the next couple of weeks down here in right. New South Wales. Hopefully Melbourne's and Victoria's not too far behind us. I am 100% extroverted. We know this. I'm anxious that I'm going to become an <laughs> introvert because I've actually become very – like, I don't mind, like, don't get me wrong. I hate yeah. isolation. I, f- I fucking hate it. I'm over it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of this house. Lester's mm. sick of me. And I'm like so lucky that I've been able to see my friends like quite consistently throughout this just by like exercise and whatever. But I'm nervous at s- of social, of social burnout. Like I already in my diary, I reckon my weekends are booked up until mid November. And then even most of December's booked up. And I'm nervous that I'm literally going to be fearful that we're going to go back into this isolated state so I'm going to say yes to every single opportunity that comes my way and be out 24-7 and experience social burnout. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> Excuse me for laughing. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very serious concern of mine and you're laughing at oh me. Oh my god everybody should have your problems Olivia. Um, <laughs> hey everyone's everyone's pain and everyone's issues are justified. <laughs> And they're variable. Oh well, I, I think on their you're life. very resi- resilient, resourceful, and very intelligent young woman. And I think that when, if you feel like you've had enough, well, first of all, my first, I guess the first thing I would be saying to you is don't go drinking overboard at every one of your parties that you go to every weekend. <laughs> I don't, I don't drink. <laughs> often. Only, every time I see you with Instagram with a glass in your hand, um, <laughs> Olivia, um, I, I understand what you're saying. Without laughing, I yeah. I, th- I think that yeah, you know, I think people who've been locked away as long as people in Victoria and New South Wales, it's been so long that I you know you, it's almost like you you don't know what to do first because it's like the I don't freedom. even know how to interact with people anymore. Look, like I don't even – well, that's a lie. But yeah, you know what I mean. I'm, well, I'm going to say to you it's like riding a bike, you know. Once you get off it, you get back on, you'll you'll pick it up very quickly. I, I don't believe you'll yeah. ever have a problem uh, feeling burnout from too much, too much partying and too much talking. And I think if you get to a point where you feel overwhelmed with uh, too much social interaction – You'll, you'll say to yourself, I need a day off today. I do need time out. And, yeah. and you will give it to yourself. You, you'll, again, it's all trial and error. This is new. This pandemic is, mm. is, is the worst thing that's happened to this world in this century. And so it's a whole yeah. new experience for everybody. 
And I know. I mean, I did experience this before we even went into lockdown and I actually had to schedule nights off for myself. Like, cause I would find that I would have something on every night of the week. So I literally had to put in my diary night alone and I would like stay at home and like have a bath and do a face mask and read my book and do things or clean or just do things for myself that I really like. Yes, I find cleaning very. I do too. Take after me. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) Oh, I literally just like do things for myself or like, you know, make myself a nice dinner or whatever. So I think it's like that and like just focusing on, you know, the all the coping mechanisms that I've done in the past to help myself deal with social burnout. But I'm also like, because I'm not the only one. A lot of people have said to me that they're worried that they're, that, that they're now a total introvert, that the pan, like what, the lockdown will lift, they'll walk outside, take a look around and walk back inside again because they don't know what else and to do with themselves. Yes. I, you but, know, it's quite interesting yeah. that you say that because uh, this happens to a lot of prisoners. They become so yeah. institutionalised that when they walk out the gates, they don't know what to do with themselves and they look for ways mm-hmm. to get back in so that they can be controlled and so that they've got boundaries and so that they can be fed. And so there's, there's quite a lot of people that uh, get so used to being dictated to and told what to do that they go back looking for it. But I think that, it again, it, it will be like an adjustment for everybody and uh, if, if you listen to your bodies and, I mean, I, when my, when your grandfather passed away, um, I threw myself into, I always saw more people than most people. <laughs> and, but, yeah, she's, no, I wonder where I got my social. So, so when, side from. when my husband died, I threw in an, in an extra day of work. So I was seeing 50 people in four days. And, um, that's mm. really, nobody does that. Yeah. It's a lot and of so I, I went to Sydney to help my brother move house, and next thing is I found myself in a hospital. I collapsed. Yeah. Oh, that's so right. I remember your that. body, when you burn out and you start doing too much, listen to it because yeah. – and that, and you need to then take note because you need to have balance in your life. And you said it earlier. I, I always liken it to looking at a chair with four legs on it and you need to have – Work, health, social life, family. And if you cut one of the legs of the chair off, the chair's going to fall over, isn't it? So we, you need to look at everything in your life as a balance. And so when you come out of this lockdown, you'll party madly for a while, but then you realise, hold on, I need to go back to the gym. I need to take time out and rest. I need to go and because I'll be so I'm tired, fat, and <laughs> ugly. And from I need to go and s- spend time with my family, quiet time with my family. So you'll everybody will yeah. eventually get the balance back in their lives that we all need. And yeah, yeah. and just quickly before we wrap up, what about introverts? Because I I bet that they're experiencing a lot of anxiety. Probably enjoyed a bit of this time. Not like you know, not saying that everyone's loved mm-hmm. it, but like having to go back out into the real world and potentially be thrust into these like hectic social situations after being isolated for so long, how um, or what are some things that like introverts can do or be aware of to help themselves ease Yeah, so I work with a lot of introverts and um, I I usually the really extreme introverts 
uh, you, it, you usually are shy kids at, at, when they're at school. They're usually the shy ones. Mm. And, and I say to them that the difference between a shy introvert and an extrovert like you, Olivia, um, is that <laughs> introverts really believe that they shouldn't open their mouths and talk and, and, and say anything and join in a conversation unless they've got something very brilliant to say. And I, and that, or like me, where I just speak exactly, for the and sake I of always that. say to them, like, I have a dish. I always have a dish of lollies on my desk, and I say to them, "I'm an inter- yeah. I'm an extrovert, like Liv, and I say I can talk about this dish of lolly for three days. I can talk about rubbish for yeah. three days." I said, "But you feel mm. that you don't, you can't contribute to life unless you say something brilliant." And the other thing I say to them is that introverts literally need their quiet times to get motivated. They need time They need alone. time to get motivated. Yeah, that's how exactly. they recharge, whereas extroverts yes. recharge yes. from being around but other if people. They've, if they've yeah. been locked up, they're probably going to find being locked up easier than an extrovert in, in reality. Yeah. And, and so they'll, yeah. they'll probably size up because they do a lot of internal thinking as to what they need to do to get out and who they're going to go out and, and, and move with. I don't. I don't think they are going to need as much um, socialising as as <laughs> extroverts that have been locked away. Yeah, yes. I mean, I'm definitely nervous about that week. I feel like I might die. That I promise week you, you won't from <laughs> <laughs> from too much fun. But <laughs> we might have to record our podcast ahead of. <laughs> Ahead of time. <laughs> ahead, of the, ahead of the next eight weeks till November, did you say? You booked out? I'm talking, I'm going to be out Monday, Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday. <laughs> okay. No, I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. I'm not really, but you know. Um, anyway, but I'm very much looking forward to this um, isolation lifting and hopefully getting up to Queensland and oh, seeing yes, you soon. Same, my darling. I've actually booked to come to Sydney. Um, I'm being very optimistic. I'm booking a book to come to Sydney on the 19th of December. Whether if anyone's anybody wants to, do you want to meet her at the airport to see me in Sydney as a client? <laughs> there you go, perfect. Um, all right, guys, that's us for tonight. As always, thank you so much for sharing our content and sharing our episodes with everyone. We love um finding new listeners and connecting with new people so um please feel free to join the facebook group it's sex with my grandma podcast and we will see you all next and everybody enjoy your getting out (laughs) yeah enjoy enjoy your freedom guys all right love you bye darling bye hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life pretty litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20 percent off your first order and a free cat toy terms and conditions apply see site for details even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.